from active time battling to zombie slaying, waffling tailors covers video games and beyond. In this episode, we have a returning guest, Jeet in the next level, um, little aside, hashtag don't call me Shirley, uh, to talk about his entire retail US Genesis library. We cover wholesome gaming stories, a cautionary tale about drinking, and chainsaws. Yes, I said chainsaws. You want to know why chainsaws? Keep listening and you'll find out it's in there somewhere. So sit back, grab some snacks, and get ready for this episode entitled Genesis to the Next Level, a story about game collecting. Enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Waffling Tailors Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jay, and with me, as always, is Squidgy. How are you, Squidgy? I stopped the delivery line again. Hello, Squidgy. It's too late now. He's not going to do <laughs> What's that? He's not... I'm in the wrong room. <laughs> We're podcasting. You lied to me. You said there'd be pizza. Uh, there I'm will gone. be pizza. There will be pizza. I'm getting a DoorDash for you now. It'll be done. It'll be there for when we're done. It's fine. It's not good enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Nobody uh, told but... me there'd be pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I forgot I wasn't supposed to tell him. Uh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, did did you just bribe another person onto the show with pizza again? Is that what you did? No, the 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 offer of pizza. It's not happening. Right. Sorry. Okay. Hate to break it to you. <laughs> Okay, Dang. fair enough. <laughs> Got you on the show, though. <laughs> As you just heard, we have a special guest with us today. It is the amazing G to the next level. G, how are you, my friend? Hello, I'm doing good. How are y'all? How's y'all doing this fine holiday, for what y'all are saying? It's like, you know, on holiday today. Awesome. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah, doing good. How are y'all? Awesome. Yeah, I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. Thanks. Mm. Yeah, we've uh, we've got a public holiday here in the UK. We're recording this May first, um, so all of the uh, fellow Jonathan Colton fans are all singing a specific song right now. That's a really niche of a niche thing to say, but uh, yeah, we've got a public holiday today because we've got another public holiday next week because we're getting new royalty. Hooray! Whoop! So yay! I don't know. <laughs> I'm the wrong person to ask about that because I'm like kind of anti them, but um, yeah. Moving swiftly on from that, we're joined by G to the Next Level. G to the Next Level has been on the show before, albeit very quickly, because um, he's a very busy chap. And it was part of our Sonic Tuesday episode, where we asked him a bunch of questions about his memories of Sonic 2 and what it means to him. And like, you shared this wonderful story about um, still having the newspaper clipping from, uh, was it was it the, the advertisement in the newspaper, come down to Macy's and get Sonic 2 here? Um, yep. It's for Sonic Tuesday. Cool. Still, still got it. Got it framed. Nice, nice. I was there, okay. I was there that day. <laughs> <laughs> and I still can't get the casino zone music out my head. Oh, you, you never can. <laughs> it's like Ice Cap Zone in Sonic Three. Like once it's there, it's like nope, nope. The original Ice oh, Cap. Oh, don't but. come on. It's no, like, no. Mm, now, sorry, my bad. Ah! <laughs> 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 I'm. I'm vital pin numbers are flinging out my head because of the ice cap zone music now <laughs> look it's all right look right I'm getting birth dates ice, it's not look, ice cap zone sonic 3 right so just put on Dan- the dangerous album and you hear the song anyway because it's on there anyway yep. Yep. the whole michael jackson mm-hmm. was involved thing anyway but um yeah so gee um uh, you know 
it's it's wonderful to be connected with you and to be able to chat video games with you. And I was wondering, would you mind telling the folks a little bit about you and like your like your wonderful shows that you do on Twitch and YouTube and stuff? Oh sure. So yeah, I'm I'm G to the next level. You know, like welcome to the next level, but with a G like me. Um, I mostly do retro stuff. Sometimes retro inspired stuff. Um, I do YouTube. I do Twitch four days a week. Um, I'm working on a project called Growing Up Genesis, where basically I'm chronicling the entire library of the Sega Genesis, uh, the official library, from A to Z on both YouTube and various other methods. Um, I've been guessing at conventions all over the United States, hopefully on your side of the world someday, hopefully. Um, but yeah, that's basically where you can you can find me. And like my whole thing is not just Sega, but it mostly involves Sega. Like I've been a fan of Sega since 1991 since getting the Sega Genesis uh, for Christmas 1991. And like ever since, the Sega Genesis, or Mega Drive, has basically been a huge integral part in my video gaming life. And between that and one way or another, it's just ways to share like not only my own childhood stories, just cool things about video games, cool facts that maybe you might not know, games that you might not have ever really played, that sort of thing. And this, you know, bringing a unique Sega spin on things that don't quite get enough love in these days. And the same thing on, on Twitch, too. Because, like, I essentially like to... I do, like, viewer requests on Twitch where people can request games for me to stream. Um, I'll do newer retro-inspired games that maybe people are just, like, kind of on the fence whether or not they should play. I do community games on Friday nights on the Nintendo Switch. And then, like I said, that Growing Up Genesis project, it mainly all starts on Twitch, and it spans off from there. So, yeah, that's basically what I do. I've been doing YouTube for about... Um, actually six years getting close to six years now on youtube and i've been doing twitch for about two so yeah awesome so um when you're playing uh the genesis games on twitch are you playing on original hardware or are you playing like an emulated one just to keep your like we'll get onto it later but your retail cartridges safe and non-broken right <laughs> so the funny thing is is this that i do stream on original hardware for the most part now Sometimes I also use uh, what's known as an analog Mega SG. Sometimes I will use it as an, it's what's known as an FPGA device. It essentially, it's an emulator, but it's a hardware emulator. So it's pretty much a one-to-one, -one and it gets the best picture and audio quality. And the thing is, is this that, yes, I do have the cartridges, but I also use a Mega SD cart instead. So right. that way I play everything off of that, so I don't have to insert cart, insert cart, insert cart. Everything is just all there. Ease of convenience, and it looks and sounds the best. So generally, but for the most part, I try to use original hardware when possible. So like, say, last night, I just did a stream of Xenocrisis on the Nintendo 64, because the awesome people at Bitmap Bureau actually sent me a copy of the game to play. And, you know, <laughs> popped it in my original N64, plugged it into my RetroTINK, upscaled it to HDMI, everything just ran like a champ. So I try to do original hardware when uh, when possible. I'd say nine out of nine times out of ten, I'm on original hardware. Mm. That's pretty cool. That's cool. pretty cool. Would you recommend the retro tink then? Because um, oh uh, yeah, okay, absolutely. I mean, like you might not necessarily have. So I've got the five X. I've got the, the the highest end model. Actually, I think there's a five X Pro now, but um, I've got one of the higher end models. You don't necessarily have to get the five X. I just mainly do because it upscales all the way to 1080p. But the 2X and the 2X Pro, they're like half the price and they work perfectly fine. If you just want to connect it to your TV, it does 480p. It looks, still looks really good. Uh, but yeah, it's it, just because it's so easy to use. It's plug and play and go. You don't have to mess with settings unless you want to. Like, you don't necessarily have to mess with all that. It's just plug and play, go in. And I like easy. I might I might look <laughs> like I, I know what I'm doing when it comes to technical stuff. I like easy. I like simple. <laughs> I'll pay sure. the extra for easy and simple. So, yeah. <laughs> 
So, like, uh, the reason I ask this is because I know that uh, Squidge is sort of going through and resorting out his sort of gaming room. And I was wondering about, like, he's got a whole bunch of consoles. It'd be great if he could just plug them all into one thing. And, I mean, I'm talking for you here, Squidge. I do apologize. <laughs> I've, I've got most of them plugged into a, a little device. It's, it's, it's like, mains-powered. But it, it converts from, like, I... I'm old school. I call it the aerial, right? So it, com- it converts the the aerial to HDMI, so I can plug it into a TV. Um, so things like I've got N64, Sega Saturn, Dreamcast, GameCube, uh, PS2 is on HDMI as well. Um, so a lot of them it's on HDMI to a point where I freaked Jay the hell out a couple of months. Well, it was a while ago. Um, I sent him a video because. I should get back into it. I did, I did I did game on Twitch for a while and um I started playing a game. I was I sent him a video recording, it was like, I'm playing this. I went, nah, sob this, I'll do something else. And I clicked across and the 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 image just flicked and I was playing Burning Rangers. Yeah. It was like <gasps> I tell you something. <laughs> playing Burning Rangers on a Saturn arcade stick is an experience. Oh, I bet. <laughs> uh, even playing I, I, it on like a regular 3d saturn pad is an experience oh no no, no normal saturn pad i don't have a 3d pad i only ever oh, played it on so. a normal pad oh yeah. okay yeah, yeah. I've, I've i've got a thing for um arcade sticks though so um i I, I, actually. I i played uh command and conquer on the saturn with an arcade stick <laughs> And I don't know though. why. <laughs> I, I can see that making sense, though, especially because the majority of it is menu-based, menu-driven based, and going across the grid. I can see that working really well. Burning Rangers, though, I, I bet that's an experience. It's kind of like if you wanted to play Knights with a stick. It's probably <laughs> not the most optimal way, but I could see it working if you know what you're doing. I yeah. gave up. I gave up when I tried to jump through the first vent. Oh, Lord. So <laughs> it's, it's so, so weird Touchy. and... And going back to a Saturn, you, you haven't got no right stick to control the camera. Nope. So I'm like, jump, no, jump, no, jump, no. And there's me going, come on, come on, come on. Right, flick it out. Sorry, I'm going to play it normally. And, and I still struggled. Come on, yeah. And, and those, those arcade sticks for the Genesis slash Mega Drive and the Saturn were chunky things, right? They, they were, were. And they, They're you know, they, yeah, right. You're not going to throw one of them at the wall. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hammering nails with them you could hammer a wall through with them oh yeah, <laughs> yeah like the Kool-Aid how they were made back then <laughs> made to last, to last. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I have a habit of trying to if I can play games with an arcade stick so I got um, what I didn't know at the time it was a, it was ages ago it was a professional grade um, tournament fighting stick for the PS3 mm-hmm. and I got a load of PS1 games that were on the network back then which wasn't much so I played and completed Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Parasite Eve 2, mm. and Silent Hill, all with an arcade stick, and that isn't easy. Jeez. No, I bet. Be- be- because it was like aim was my little finger, and then shoot was my thumb while trying to aim, you know, and then flick across it. So my, my hand was stretched, and I was... <laughs> <laughs> So it was fun, what you, though. What you're it saying is, is the next game you're going to try is Rock Band, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll get a guitar playing on it with a Donkey Konga drums. Oh, there you way. go. There you go. That's it. There you go. 
Nice. That's another one I need to get back to. <laughs> Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. Oof. I need to get back to that. <laughs> yeah. Well. I'll figure out. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciated what you said, G, about, uh, you know, making it really easy to just push a button and you're on 1080p. Um, in my in my sort of workspace, in it, the stuff that I do for work, uh, part of it is mentoring people who want to get into software development, get into technology and stuff. And I'm like, right, we need to find the easiest entryway for you because you're going to be constant, concentrating on learning this thing, right? You don't want yep. to have to learn a bunch of other stuff around it, right? Yep. And so I fully appreciate um, the make it as easy to get started as possible. And I may have to look into a, a 5X Pro myself. Oh, it's worth it. Uh, and it's 100% worth it. Get, but of course, get you some good cables with that too. Sure. So whether you go SCART or you go component, like get you some good cables. I'm, trying to, I'm still trying to get... SCART cables are, are hard to get over here. Yeah. So like without having to order them online. So I'm trying... I'm still trying to get SCART cables for my Saturn and for uh, my, PS, and my PS2. I would for my N64, but the N64 needs to be RGB modded for that to work because Nintendo didn't put RGB in the N64 for some reason. But, uh, but yes, someday... Someday. <laughs> Nintendo's going to Nintendo, let's face it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's similar to Bethesda's going to Bethesda, you know. So, right. Well, I mean, in all like, fairness, though, Sega did the same thing because it's like, okay, the Genesis is RGB, the Master System is RGB, the Saturn had R- RGB, but then you got the 32X attachment. Great. You're going to put this onto a system that can do RGB and then eliminate the RGB yep. basically out of it because it's an analog <laughs> 32-bit attachment on a digital system. I'm like what? <laughs> but the Genesis two, however, like if you get it all together, then yes, that that does work. But mm-hmm. for the Genesis one, it's like nope, doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's like so, cutting your nose yeah. up to spite your face in it, really. Absolutely. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, Excellent. Well, oh well. But yeah, no, seriously, I, I I I've definitely enjoyed the retro tank. How I've had it, it's great. Cool, cool. I had uh, something similar. It was called a Retron Five, and you could mm-hmm. play like. NES, SNES, um, Genesis, and you had like Game Boy ports at the front. Problem was, um, a couple of years ago, I had to move and the power plug went missing. Oh no! Yeah, it's one of those circular plugs. <laughs> they aren't so easy to replace. And I, yep. I, I just didn't, I didn't try and use any of the other plugs I've got in case I blow it. So yeah, right. right. It's just sat on a shelf getting dusty. <laughs> right. I mean, the Retro, Retron Five did what it needed to do. I mean, like it wasn't, it wasn't the best at everything. But when it worked, it worked well, and especially because it was a good gateway point for for people to play the retro the retro games in high definition on their TV. Now there's multiple ways to be able to do it, but like the Retron Five was really one of the first ways to pay for the future. It's like it really made ways for things like the Retro Tink and the Mister, and even like say the NES Classic and the Genesis Mini. Like it was really the first one to really pave the way for high definition retro gaming. So I always respect it for that. Um, they aren't the best built things, mind you, but um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they 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 were they were really the they were the what's the word? They basically were the match. They were the match, and then everything else like lit the fuel on the fire. So mm. yep. to do on the show because i am a very busy person and i hardly get chance to play video games 
is I like to ask everyone what they've been playing recently. And I realize we're cheating because you could just go, well, you know, last night I played Xeno, Xeno Crisis and right? the night before <laughs> I played. So you're just going to reel off what you've been playing on Twitch. But that's totally fine too. Because the reason I ask uh, people to tell me what they've been playing is then, because then I can go, oh, that sounds cool. I'll add that to my list and get around to it in five years time. Because super busy idiot over here never gets a chance to play video games. So... <laughs> So my question trying hard enough. That's exactly it. If it matters to me, then I would play more video games. <laughs> right. I think I think we all would. Like if we had the ability to, we all would. But you know, like being a grown up. Yeah, do what you do in life. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Adulting's hard. Absolutely. Adulting is hard. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So, Two things you realize when you're an adult. First of all, free time, how little you've got of it, and how much you like to sleep. Yes. Sleeping is yes. Yes, who doesn't appreciate a good nap? <laughs> you could take a good nap in the middle of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Followed by a snooze, just right? so you can have enough strength, just so you have enough energy for a mid-afternoon nap as well. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> so then my question, chaps, is what have you all been playing? So who wants to go first? I mean, we usually go... Guess first. Yeah, yeah, we usually go guest first. Please. Okay, G? so tell you what, I'll tell you what I've been playing off stream. Because Ooh. that's one thing I always tell Ooh. good advice to anybody who does content creation, whether they do YouTube or Twitch, and it involves video games. Please, please have at least a game or two that you play off stream. Mm. It's really a good, quick way to avert, to avoid burnout. Because <laughs> mm. that way you have a good way, you have a good way to express like out, like have it not have anything to do with like your YouTube or your Twitch channels. Just do it just for you. Like, it was just for you, whether it's for you. Now, granted, there is an asterisk in mind, too, because one of the games I play off stream, I also play on stream because it is an <laughs> online game. But it's also something I share with my wife. So we wind up playing this game together a lot. And that's, of course, Splatoon. Okay, like, yeah. Okay. Splatoon 3, between 2 and 3, in the last year and a half, this game has become so integral to me and it's just not only just it's so much fun and imaginative now granted there are times where i want to as we talked before we hit the record button where, like, where you know i get angry as you do with any online competitive game right mm. but it's just the community is so nice and it's just been so fun and but it's also something that um i hold dear to me because my wife actually she started playing splatoon before i did she played splatoon all the way on the wii u she actually started from day one. Wow. She actually, so she's been playing since day one. And so, like, even when I'm not streaming, you might still see that little blip. Says GNX level is on Splatoon three. You might see that, that nice little blip because I'm probably playing with my wife. <laughs> but between that and um, I guess the two other games I've really been playing off stream. One is because uh, I just got my Xbox Series X, so I've actually been playing this off stream. But I am gonna probably restart it uh, later on. It's Hi-Fi Rush. Like that was one that like it was one that just really came out of nowhere. This this mm -hmm. rhythm based action style game in the vein of something like a Jet Set Radio Future or like a um, another indie game that needs more. It's called No Straight Roads. It's also mm -hmm. a rhythm based like action game. It reminds me of like a combination of those two games, and it's it's a beautiful game. Like as well, it's it's so fun. It's so well written and so animated, and it's just it's very lively. And I'm all about games that are very much like full of life, full of color, full of vibrance. And so, yeah, I, I appreciated those, too. And um, last but not least out of all of them, um, I finally, you know, I'm, I'm only I'm only six months late, only six months late. But I finally started playing Sonic Frontiers. Finally. Ooh. So, well, because I knew it because I bought it for Switch because I had it on Xbox since day one. 
But I bought it for Switch, so that way it was a buy two get one free at GameStop. I bought Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Sonic Frontiers, and we got another free game, which was uh, Pac-Man Museum Plus. I got that for free. And I was like, I bet you if I get this for Switch, I'm more likely going to play it. And I did because I took it with me when I was on a road trip to Florida. And that's when I finally started playing it. And um, it's different. <laughs> it's, it's definitely I it's a little early for me to judge really if it's good or not. Like, I thought it was really cool. I'm still in World One. I thought it was really cool. I mean, the graphics are great. The animation's wonderful. Like, on Switch, it runs great. The controls seem to be fine. I hadn't really had much issues with the camera. I'm just wondering really about, like, how the rest of the story and how the skill tree of how Sonic works, how that's going to work out. And I'm like, this is feeling a little strange, but we shall see. But um, I don't know if I'm going to get back to it really, really soon because uh, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is coming up real soon. That's true. So, and I know I'm going to be digging into that. So we'll find out. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's basically what um, what I've been playing. Cool. It's interesting you brought up Frontiers because I believe that when we recorded our Sonic Tuesday bit, you were like, "Well, chaps, I've got to go and go buy Sonic Frontiers." So, like, right? we've bookended <laughs> that story, right? <laughs> right. It's like six months later they finally started playing it. <laughs> You now have a resolution. I can go to sleep happy now. <laughs> I know how the story ended. <laughs> so, by, so that means the next time that we meet up, I'll actually finish the game, right? Maybe, probably not. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll <laughs> and I may have managed to buy it for my Switch by then as well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You'll still be playing Vampire Survivors. Oh, man. Okay, right. I haven't, I haven't played that this month, but we'll get on to what I've played later, but I haven't played that this month. Uh, partially because I've been on the other side of the planet where my computer isn't. But right, yeah. excuses, excuses. <laughs> so I have a laptop. <laughs> yeah, right. If it was important enough, Jamie, you would take your PC to the states and play it there. <laughs> yeah, get one of those exosuits. Just put your, you know, put one of them near your foot. You'd be on wheels. Have a monitor in front of you and a mouse and keyboard. <laughs> Don't matter about laptop, go old school. Well, I mean, I could have... I could have completely old school, have a CRT monitor in front of you. <laughs> CRT monitor, yes. Going down the street like a tank. I would I would be more worried about getting through the TSA with all of that stuff, but yeah, right. okay. <laughs> oh Just help me for work, you'll be fine. Well, yeah, maybe. But Squidge, what have you been playing then? Uh, I've come back on... I've, I have a problem with games. I, I have the, with, with adulting and what have you, I, I don't get to actually buy many new games and I've got a massive back catalogue so I'll go back to old stuff. Mm-hmm. But I used to have the, the magpie syndrome which was, that's new, I'll get it. And then mm-hmm. I start playing it and I don't quite get it and then I put it down. And then a while later I go back and I actually start playing the game properly. So I've been going back on a Switch title, which is Samurai Warriors 5. I'm a massive fan of the Warriors games. Nice. So I started playing that and actually taking notice of how to control stuff, how to fight people, how, how the mechanics actually work instead of just bonking people on the head with a stick. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's so I've been doing that, and I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. what Obviously, this is going to go well in an audio podcast, but watch his face. Um, but earlier on today, I've actually, I'm actually suffering with my arm at the moment because I managed to break the back of Vampire Survivors. Yes. Um, <laughs> about two hours ago, um, I did it and I got to the next stage and yeah, I'm starting to actually not suck at the game because it's just, it's so difficult. 
then I got to the second stage and all hell's broke loose. You can't catch me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so all my arms all strained because I was playing it for like two and a half hours. Are you on the keyboard, uh, right? Yeah, on the keyboard. Right. So That's a rookie my, mistake. My, my wrist and my forearms all strained, strained, which is nothing new. I'm used to it. But yeah, so there's a bit of that today. And then before then, I actually um, I went back on uh, Breath of the Wild. You mentioned Tears of the Kingdom. I went back on Breath of the Wild and I tried to do something that I saw before as a GIF and it worked. It's the, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the, the massive boss you fight in the desert. It begins okay. with them, right? And you, you've, got to, you've got to throw a bomb as it comes up and it grabs it and it hurts it, right? But I saw a GIF before. Someone was in the desert as Link with no clothes on, right? Holding a cuckoo. And then when it jumped up, I went to snap. He threw the cuckoo into its gob. Oh, Lord. At which, <laughs> at which point, because this is Zelda, um, the cuckoo starts to go ballistic and they appear out of nowhere and start attacking the boss. <laughs> I managed to do it. It took me seven tries, but I did it. Nice. And I nearly fell off my chair laughing because I thought, no, this can't be real. Brilliant. It's, it's got to be modded or something. And then I managed to do it. I just couldn't stop laughing. Brilliant. So that was fun. That's awesome. Yeah, that's not the only boss you can do it with, but that's the easiest one to set up, apparently. Right. So, cool. I know you were talking about like games you you tried and then you put back and you came back to later. Yeah, Breath of the Wild is probably the biggest case of that for me because the first time that I tried it, it just it didn't click with me. Like I was like, I'm not sure I, I like the open style. I'm not sure I like how the weapons work. I'm not sure I like it. But then when I actually did sit down, because I got the Wii U version of all things, and I I, I actually sat down. And started playing it, and the more I played it, the more I loved it. And so I just completely just fell for it. I even though I was about 20, 25, maybe 30 hours into the game, I got rid of my Wii U copy, got it for Switch, started over, and then just com- completely went with it. But yeah, Tears of the Kingdom, I'm like, I'm very excited. So very excited. I got my Breath of the Wild as um when I bought my Switch, it's an original Switch, right? It's still kicking. Mm-hmm. It's still nice. going. I got mine with the the um, Breath of the Wild statue. It was the oh, day one release. Nice. Problem was, when I moved, someone just chucked that statue in a box and broke it. Yeah. Oh no. It can't even be fixed with glue, so I am incredibly annoyed. Oh no. I, I, they, didn't wait for, they, they didn't wait for me. They just went, oh, we'll move your stuff. I sort of looked in the box and I went, that's bent in half and the flower's not there. Mm. Oh, man. Mm. No, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. But yeah, I've. Yeah. But my my, I remember showing Jay when I first got it that you if you've got if you try and open a box from the back, <laughs> he stubs his foot, yeah, uh, and he doesn't window. open like the the, the chest. Yeah. And then what I did was I not knowing I'd left the game running, but I didn't I didn't have any armor on, and I thought stubbing my toe with Link just in his boxer shorts would be funny. What I didn't realize was if you leave it for about a minute, he starts flexing. <laughs> so I looked across and he's flexing and I went, no, I'll wait again. And I waited for like five minutes, five separate times. He's flexing. I went, no, <laughs> are you seeing this? Yeah. He's flexing. What? <laughs> I, love, I love that. When, when, a, when a games dev company puts in like that, just, just a little bit extra effort, you know, mm-hmm. for, for the people who are, not like you get you're not going to catch this the first time it's going to be an accident but here's the thing right i love the little easter eggs like that they're brilliant 
I have to say that. Nice. What was the other one? What was the other one that I saw? Um, that seems to be. I seem to have come in a couple of years ago. It's you're playing a game and there's a sign, and you click on the back of the sign, and it oh. says, "I can't read the back of a sign." So you've got to go around the front of it, and click it to read it. That's um, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, it's not Harvest Moon. It's Stardew Valley. When you, oh, okay. and and uh, Pokemon, uh, let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu. If you walk mm-hmm. up to the back of the sign and try and read it, it says, I can't read this because it's the back of the sign, which I think is just genius. It's brilliant. That's neat. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, so for me, it's been a really light month. I've been going back to older games because, uh, you know, I know that. So the, one of my biggest problems is I don't have much time. And because I don't have a lot of time, I can't really invest time in a game that I'm not going to like. And so I spend a lot of time playing the games that I know I do like. And so, like, one of my things before the uh, the jaunt to the States, one of the things that I did was Fantasy Star Online on the Dreamcast and just keep, just, I just, I can grind on that game for years. In fact, I have. I think I've got, Squidge has it at his house, but there's one of the memory cards at his house has my original character that I started when I first got the game. Now, I got the game shortly after it came out and after they turned off the servers. So I've only ever played it offline. But I have a character on on one of the now Squidge's memory cards that has something like a thousand hours put into it. It's brilliant. (laughs) Same. Same. I still have my, my Dreamcast saves and everything from the very beginning when I, but I did play it online. So I still have all my original fossil based online on Dreamcast. Then I got it on GameCube. Then I got it on original Xbox. And then I got it on PC with Bluebirst. So it's like yep. four different iterations of Fantasy Star Online that I have characters from. I'm like, oh, oh that's so good. So good. I still have never played PSO2. I still haven't played the second uh, one. Yet. But I know it's the, completely different. New the, the new Genesis update is an acquired taste. I prefer the, because that's a new update. You can still play right. the old one. I'm much more of a fan of the old one. I put a lot of time into the old one because when it actually came to Europe and mm-hmm. where I could actually have access to it, it came out a day before my birthday. Oh, nice. <laughs> so nice. at that point, I said to my boss, I'm taking the next week off. <laughs> and if you don't give me out on holiday, <coughs> I'm feeling ill. <laughs> no. and, um, and I, just, I, just, I just played the hell out of it. Um, but you, you mentioned PSO. I got it on GameCube, and it was out of nowhere. I was on holiday in Morecambe. Or correction, I was dragged to Morecambe on a family holiday, so just, and just it was for, a, a game just store. For, just for G's um, uh, 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 reference, there. That's like going to a small village in the middle of nowhere, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a, a seaside town where I walked all the way along a front for about a mile to go yeah, do yeah. something. There's literally just, nothing there. Yeah. Nothing. Oh, gotcha. Right? Gotcha. So there was a really small shopping center. There was a game store, and I went in, and they had PSO. And I went, oh, look, GameCube? No. Grabbed the box, looked at the back. Multiplayer, split screen, right. Desk, play, <laughs> paid for it. Um, <laughs> I remember uh, a friend of mine came around um, a couple of weeks after I, I'd come back off that holiday, and I just started playing it. He was like, it's on GameCube. I went, yeah. I said, you got a second pad? I went, sod off. No, you're not doing it. <laughs> so, so he tracked down a copy, but he, he brought his memory card over to start, start a, a, um, a thing on a uh, file on his memory card. And out of nowhere, he didn't realize. I just sort of went, oh, yeah, I've, I've got a specific controller for this. And I went, 
boom, chainsaw controller. Oh. Started playing. Right, the yellow cube chainsaw control. And yep. out of nowhere, I'd, I'd be sat there and we sat next to each other and I'd just go on his leg. You know, we, I was giggling like school children. We were like 15, 16, just me going on his leg. Yeah, middle of boss fights, everything, just me going on his leg. Absolutely. But yeah, so I've I've gone back to PSO because hmm. I absolutely like the, everything about that game is perfect to me, right? It's got that absolutely wonderful sort of t- like futuristic science fictiony aesthetic to it. The music, the music being sort of EDM-y, but not really. Kind of like a chilly, uh, chilly, like a chill sort of electronica, right. you know, um, and and just like uh, like uh, I once I once described it as rock band for RPGs, right? Just that cool. Um, pattern matching fighting mechanic it was, it's just so good and so i go back to that all the time all the time um and uh i really i think i which one did i start playing i started playing through one of the fantasy stars on the genesis i think it was fantasy star 4 because that's the one that i've played the most who was the main character so it was Alyssa until it's not Alyssa. Four. yeah so it's four. okay four. right <laughs> in, in Chaz, the yeah, blonde that's kid the one. that's yep. with her yeah that's yep. four Yep. Yeah. Um, so I started playing that, but that was a couple of months back. So I need to pick that back up. Um, uh, but the other game that I've been playing this month is the Borderlands Tiny Tina One Shot Adventure, whatever it was called, Assault, Assault on, on Dragon Keep. That's the one. Thank you, Squidge. Um, been playing that a lot because you know I like me some Borderlands silliness, and it's got that sort of looter shooter feel to it. And um, I've gone through that with two separate characters now. I am looking to get the what's the next one, Squidge? Not Wonderland. Borderlands Three, Wonderland. Wonderlands, okay. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, with like uh, Adam Sandberg and Wonder Sykes and things like that, because you know that that seems like a lot of fun. So I want to maybe this coming month, maybe in May, I'll get that done. I don't know. I'd probably not. Maybe I'll just play Fantasy Star Online again. I don't know. <laughs> it's always good to have a fallback. Absolutely. And and, and just I feel you on Fantasy Star Online talking earlier about like how splatoon and i play with my wife fancy star online we play that too because she started on the gamecube back in the day but she also uh, never took hers online so <laughs> so but all of her characters are still there from her old memory <laughs> card and so i've got my characters and her characters and then we just play them all in together and it's it's so fun we actually did that for her birthday uh not this year but last year we just had a couple of friends over and we just played four player multiplayer pso it was awesome awesome, awesome. it was awesome Squidge, we need you to need do a big that. TV to do that. <laughs> yep, we do. <laughs> we have a big old fifty-inch plasma, it's still kicking. Wow. And then we got that in our living room, and it, it works like a champ. When wow. I did that, when when I was playing with my friend, and Jay said, "Oh, I've I've never played episode two. I said, "I've got a spare character, like level twenty odd. He's just, just jump on there as a hunter." And th- I had a small CRT TV, like really small at that point. And my friend said, that's not going to work. And I went, I've, I've got it covered. What do you mean? So he came in. It was all small bedroom. When I feel, I've got this. Boof, I just aimed a projector at the wall and plugged the cube into it. <laughs> yeah, that'll be big. Nice. Nice. <laughs> it was it was loud and the room got really warm. Really hot. Oh, I bet. I bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, yeah, let's just play on a projector. That'll do. <laughs> Those were the days, man. Those were the days. But that's mm. that's one of the reasons why we all like to play retro video games, right? Because it's partly yep. the game and partly the nostalgia and all sorts. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Mm. Mm. 
right, so looking at the script here. Let me uh script a second. There's a script. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I read it. No one else does. Well that's funny. So I, I skimmed it. I skimmed it. <laughs> Don't mind me if I flub a line or two. You can always just, edit it in post, right? Just the script's not for you. We'll we'll solid, we'll do it live. <laughs> um so a, a little birdie with a pair of glasses and a heavy beard. Uh, delete that, inappropriate. Yeah, by that he told me. <laughs> yeah. Informed me that you've got an entire US retail library of every Genesis game. As yeah, as we can see. Yep. Um <laughs> Well, we can see, but the listener. Well, yeah, yeah. y'all can see. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, well, you can you see know. on my YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah exactly. just, just roll it. Just roll the, it. Yeah. The YouTube channel. Yep. Uh now the script here says how come, but I'm just gonna go. Uh, is, is there any reason why you wanted to do that? I was going to say so. what possessed you, but I can understand why. <laughs> it's Genesis games, but, you know. why? Well, the, well, because the thing is, is that, so let me tell you a little quick story about how and why, because there is a how mm. and a why. Because um, when I was in college, I worked for, um, oh yeah, it is... Because it is GameStop over there now, too, right? Where you are, where you used to be EB and all that stuff. Now it's, now it's GameStop. So I used to work for them. And well, right when I worked at that time, it was Funko Land back in those days. When I worked there, it was right in the transition from 16-bit to 32-bit. To 32 so, like, this was the rise of the PS1 and the Saturn and the mm. Nintendo 64 and all that. And so, you know... I love the Genesis, and we had gotten so many games either from Christmas or from allowance of money, and I never sold a single game whenever I had those. I never did. Um, but when I worked there, and they were clearing out, they were aggressively clearing out their Sega Genesis, NES, and Super NES uh, catalog. Aggressively. Like, we're talking games at, like, 60, 70, 80% off. Complete in box and everything. Back in, like, the, the aughts. You know, like, the early aughts. Like, like just basically trying to get rid of all of those. And so when I worked there, I was like, oh, and plus I got a discount on top of that. And so I managed to go, you know what? I'm going to grab this game that I rented and this game that I rented because we rented a lot of games as a kid, too. And was, but then I had to think to myself for a minute. I was like, how many games are there in the library? And I just kept collecting and collecting which ones that I would get. Now, granted, this is not something that was done in five, in five years. It wasn't something that was done in 10 years. It was taken mm. much longer than that until, you know, once I'm old enough to realize, all right, well... I want to go ahead and get every single game that I possibly can get on the Genesis. And so I got close enough to where I could like, I can get a full set because most of the ones, most of the heavy hitters and whatnot that cost a whole, whole lot, even back then I had them when I was younger. So a lot of the, that's the funny thing is that when you talk to most people who do go for like full collections, a lot of times their final games of their collections are like the, like the stupid expensive ones. Like if it's on NES or something like a little Samson or like a Flintstones dinosaur peak, those are the ones that they're missing. And, um, I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit on, I'll talk about that a little bit later, but, um, but over time I was like, you know what, why not? Let's just go for it. And then when I started doing YouTube, I was like, it became kind of a quest. Like, can I complete this? And there were three <laughs> games that were like the hardest for me to get, even though none of them were expensive, but they were like the <laughs> hardest ones for me to try to get. And it's a crazy thing. But when I finally did it, I was like, whew, it's just, it's, it's done, right? Now, granted, and I think I'm getting ahead of myself on that too. Like there is an asterisk. There's a reason why whenever, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it too, because I have to kind of clarify it when I talk about, because there's so many different aspects to collecting now. And it was that they like CIB, like complete in box isn't really CIB anymore. 
Like there's so many different things that have changed over the years. That's why I'm always careful to say that I have a U.S. retail collection and not a complete U.S. collection because there are some, there's a couple of asterisks in there that people will be like, oh, well, if you don't have Outback Joey, then you don't have a complete collection. It's like, I don't have a complete, complete collection. I have a complete retail collection because even though there's some arguments behind it as whether or not this was actually sold in the stores, it was mainly a mail order thing. So, right doesn't really count most people don't count it and so that's why i say retail just to avoid that little bit of discourse that might happen with something like that but yeah it's just i just got inspired because like this 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 is the console that has stuck with me literally since 1991 and i was like if i'm gonna complete anything this is gonna be the one like this would be the game this would be the the console for me to collect and finish now granted i actually completed my 32x set before i completed my genesis set which is crazy but um yeah <laughs> but yeah i love it i mean that's just one of the things it's, it's just just to say that i was able to do just this one collection in completing now i was at one point trying to go for saturn and i was also because i wanted to have full sets of every sega console i wanted one for dreamcast saturn sega cd and mass system nowadays <laughs> good luck with that but, good luck with the saturn collection spe- yeah. yeah i was about to say especially saturn <laughs> hey, sega cd and the slot chat now either but mm. but yeah, so I, I gave up on those, unfortunately, because I had to think about it for a minute. How much of a personal nostalgia do I have for those consoles and compared to the Genesis? I didn't play Master System until way later. It's mm. like I got the, the Saturn. I got the Saturn a little bit later off because uh, my parents didn't buy me a Saturn for Christmas because they were upset at Sega over to 32X. Fair. <laughs> so they're like, no, we're going to get you a PlayStation. So they got me a PlayStation. I got the Saturn later. The Dreamcast I got from day one. But and there's a whole story behind that about how I got my Dreamcast on day one. But it was the one system that's always the constant for me, and it's the Mega Drive and it's the Genesis. So I'm proud to have that that full collection. But it was mainly mm-hmm. it's it was a little bit of everything. It's the quest. It was the hunt. It was the quest because it was fun, and then the love of the system. I um, growing up, we had a we we had a mum who firmly believed in you can only play one of them so if you got a new console you have to get rid of the old one now oh (laughs) i was i was incredibly annoyed when i got a ps1 and i was told yeah you can't have your sat no more just not having it right completely annoyed however i will say this right had to get rid didn't have a choice why (laughs) i know so many years later I go into a shop, I see a satin, I got some disposable income. Same box I had. It was exactly the same satin. It, it really? Was not believe- yeah. yeah, I looked at it wow. and it was just a scoring on it. And yeah, everything. There, was, there was some damage on the box and I thought, no. Took it up to the counter and said, can I, can I have a look at this? Looked at it and there was scratches where I remembered it and I went, I'm having this, I don't care how much it is. Oh, yeah, I got my old oh, satin that's back. Amazing. Came home, man. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I'm I'm not bothered about satin game collections because I've got Panzer Dragon Saga and Burning Rangers. Every, everything else yep. can go to hell. I've got yep. the two hey, best ones. Hey, 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 hey! Don't be stuck on Guardian Heroes now. Come on. No, well, I've, no I've, I've got. Well, actually, no, I meant sort of like if I want to collect more of them, yeah, I've got two on. of the ones that you got I the care ones about. you need, and that's what yeah. it is. That's what it is for me too. Like. With the exception, I did let go of one Sega CD game that I'm sad to let go of, and that's Snatcher. Because I let go of Snatcher before I had actually finished playing it. And then I streamed it last year to completion. 
I I literally almost cried on stream playing that game. It hit me that hard. I loved it, and I was like, "Dang!" Now I feel remorse selling this game because it is it is not cheap anymore. It was never cheap, but I mean, like, but now it's it's whew, it's really really high. But that's actually really really awesome. The fact that you were able to just walk into a store and you find the one console you remember it like it, the memories just instantly came to you when you saw those scratches. And that's so cool. That's so cool. I um I got Burning Rangers years later. I found Panzer Dragoon Tiger. I got it as a gift for Jay because he he played it more than I did on my stand. Yeah. He said you mm-hmm. keep it. Then I managed to track down Burning Rangers, and it was sometime last year. And I got my little device where I could plug it into a big TV, which I had to replace the other week. Um, big TV, and I, and I loaded it up, and there was me, Jay, and a few other friends. That intro hit. I was in tears. <laughs> they looked at me. They looked at me like I just fell out of a tree. The only person who understood was Jay. Yeah. No, totally. I was just in tears. Yeah. It's, it's the memories. It's, the anger. It's the memories. Yep. It's the, because <laughs> uh, like that song slaps. Like it does. the soundtrack to that game slaps. It's but on also, the disc. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, you just drop it into a CD player, skip track mm. one, and there you go. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that completely changed it for me with Burning Rangers, because uh, 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 Burning Rangers I grew up with as well, and I loved it. Oh. But you, th- it completely changes the game playing Burning Rangers with headphones on. It, oh, it, yeah. You have, you have head Because I, I had never played it with headphones on until I streamed it's, it. And I played with sound, headphones on, and I was like, yes, hearing the sound. fire and hearing the explosions. Like, the sound design on it is, is outstanding. Like they did an excellent job. Like when you can hear everything coming, you're you're gonna whenever the fire is about to burst, and you can just hear the direction of where it's coming from, so you can easily kind of dodge in the opposite direction. Like that's that's so cool. Uh, It really really changes everything. I'm gonna have to stream this now. We're talking about burning rangers. I've got to do it. I'm gonna have to now. Do it. Absolutely. You have to. Also. (laughs) (laughs) Training. I'll do training <laughs> on joystick for you. Just the training. <laughs> nice. The hell with any of the other stages. I'll just do the training. Right. I'll try and set that up. Yeah. But it, it, it's even when I was playing it, I was doing the training and I picked, I can't remember who it was. It was Tillis. I picked Tillis. I was going through and there's one part of the training where you go up to it and you get the voice line for show instead. And I was like, I even remember that. That's still in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the wrong voice line. Oh. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It is pretty cool. It, 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 it's one of those games, right? That just, it's another one that's just, but it's Sonic Team again, right? That Sonic Team do sometimes, when they, when they hit, they hit really well. Mm-hmm. Most of the time they miss, which is a real shame. But when they hit, they hit really well. Like they get it. Yep. And, uh, it's like for every no. Burning Rangers, that's just a smash or Knights. That's just like a smash hit. I mean, we're talking outside of Sonic, right? Mm-hmm. Like for those of you actually smash hits, you get stuff like uh, Astro Boy on the PS2. And you're like, yep. uh, <laughs> I can't back you here, Sega. Sorry. Not on this one. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's that's fair. But then we also get Field of Magic XYXX on DS, which is excellent. So there's that. Mm, that's true. I always yeah. love like talking about the because when uh, you'd be surprised at how many people, when you mention the word Sonic Team, they think that they only worked on Sonic stuff. And especially if you say that they did Fancy Star Online, they're like, mm. what? They did Fancy Star Online? Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg, Puyo Pop mm. Fever. 
Yeah, they did all that. So it's like, yep, they're not just Sonic. And yeah, you'd be surprised at how many people still think that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting to know. I, I've never, never, never come across that. But yeah, I'll have mm-hmm. to, have to blow some people. I think minds. probably <laughs> the thing is that I think probably their most unsung gem, like really out of anything that that Sonic team has worked on, that's not Sonic or Fantasy Star or anything like that. It's probably Choo Choo Rocket. Is on the Dreamcast yeah. the the puzzle game where you have to you have to get the the, the cats into the I mean the mice into the rocket and avoid the cats. I love that game so freaking much. It I is. remember the days of like I'm sorry if we're going a little off topic, but I remember yeah, the days cool. of like you know the um the Sega Net basically with AT and T powered Sega Net and playing that in between uh, Fancy Star Online runs and just playing that and Sega Swirl just like and trading scores on Sega Swirl and all this man. But Choo Choo Rocket always came back to that game and curse sega for finally making a sequel and it's only on apple arcade and now it's gone so i'm like uh please port that to the switch sega please the the interesting thing for me about choo choo rocket is um it ended up being given away for free here in the uk like the retail copies of it where they were just the games companies the games retail companies were just like yeah, we can't sell it because you need to play online and they've shut down the servers. So if you want it, you can have it. Obviously, so. but you don't have to play online for Choo Choo Rocket. So they, right. they had that they had that wrong. But hey, you got uh, a free Choo Choo Rocket out of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. It's in a box somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Along with the others. Probably wedged between Shadow Man and Sonic Adventure. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> so... So, gee, what what makes it the retail set then? Is it just that it was sold at, at a retail store? Like you you said earlier on, there was, you know, um, uh, I think it was Outback Joey, wasn't it? There was um, a mail order game. So, yes. so if it appeared in a retail store in like a Toys R Us or a Macy's or something, then it's in your collection essentially. Correct. Yep. Right. Okay. That's the big asterisk. I mean, technically, there's a there's another one. Well, I guess now there's there's a handful of them because the funny thing is I, I actually discussed with somebody on uh, Twitter about that and they're like, well, do you have a Sega Genesis Mini? Uh, because if you have a Sega Genesis Mini, there's an officially released game on that that came to America now and Darius. So it's like, I, I see what you're doing there. I don't agree, <laughs> but I do see what you're doing there. Oh, and I do have a Genesis Mini, so it's like there's that. <laughs> and the Mini too. Like they're they're, mm. they're both great. But uh but yeah, so because and the other thing is that without Back Joey, the other reason why I personally don't count that one either is because you can't use it on just a regular Genesis. There's a specific version of the Genesis and the exercise bike that you need to play the game. So I don't count right. that because you can't play it on a normal Genesis, then no, it doesn't count. Like in, mm. in my opinion. It might have that official Sega license logo. I get it. But at the same time, it's like you can't put it in a regular system and it wasn't sold in retail stores. It doesn't count. Fair so, enough. Like, Fair enough. That's, that's just my opinion on it. That's like, um, oh, my goodness. There was one on. That's like to me, that's like if talking about people who want, don't want to use the blockbuster rental, like, say, the um, what are they called? The, the, the blockbuster tournament carts. Like towards a, a Super Nintendo set, like those don't count on the Genesis set either, because you you can get them in a retail store. But some people will want to count that. I'm like, no, I don't think that's fair, because like people c- couldn't go actually buy them. So, mm. yeah. 
I don't know. It, there's a lot of different. Um, and we talked about it earlier about how like you know CIB isn't really CIB because you know you got the games like the Punisher for example that comes with like a, a special tattoo or the ones that or like say Secret of Mana on the Super NES it, it, it comes with a map like little things like that. Alundra on the PS1 comes with a map. I actually passed on buying one last weekend because it didn't have the map. But it's like those different things like don't construe the CIB anymore. But that's why I also have that asterisk too, because I'm just like, so I have all the games. My entire collection is not complete, complete. There are some games I still need manuals for. There are some that I still need the original boxes for, like Troubleshooter. Um, but yeah, that's a, <laughs> now that's a dummy expensive game now. <laughs> but um, hmm. I love it. It's one of my favorites. But yeah, so um, that's basically it, it, the simple answer is yeah. yeah. If you could walk into like a Sears or, or a Walmart or a Toys R Us or something like that back in those days, then that's a retail set, in, in my opinion. Because that, that to me is something that like, I feel like it's, it, it's very personal and it should be very personal about, mm-hmm. um, about a, a person's collection of stuff. Right, yes. it's it's what you want to collect. It shouldn't really be what everybody else says you have to. Right. Yep. Exactly. Um, I think because uh, you, you know, we're dating the recording again, but you posted something earlier on uh, on Twitter about someone showing up on one of your streams saying, "Oh, you've got a Genesis Mini that sucks" or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I'm the same as you, right? Why gatekeep? Right. The way yeah. I see it, it's like, look, you, you want to have... play, you want to play your games that way. Play your games that way. You want to emulate? That's fine. Like I, I don't really have any issues towards like like any of them. Just don't be a jerk. <laughs> That's you know, real right. simple. Yeah, you know, right. we, we're, would... life is too short. We're all we're all aging quicker than we really like to. We all have too many things to worry about. It's just it's not worth getting so caught up over something as trivial trivial as a video game, or much more so a cartoon hedgehog. So absolutely <laughs> gaining experience, leveling up. We're not getting older. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you. I am. I needed to hear that. (laughs) I've I've got not so much now, but um, because they 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 don't do it near enough towards me. Um, There was uh, like a train ride away before and after we're all sent to our rooms. The global thing. Um, There was there was uh, retro fairs that used to go to. Jay Mm -hmm. put me onto it, and I thought, right, okay. I was forced to get rid of stuff, so I've got a list of stuff I want to get, and I just wander around and get stuff. Games that I used to play, and I still play them. That's the whole point. I'm not getting them as a collection. I want to go home and play them, right? And I'd have a list, and I'd take pictures. I'd, I'd sort of, like, have this list. I'd take a picture of a list that was well sorted. You know, I'd have, the, I'd have this big bag with me, and uh, I'd get stuff. And I went to about five in total. And every time I went to a retro fair, I come back with a copy of Alien Three for the Mega Drive. <laughs> <laughs> every single knack in time. Same good game though. Thing was, I go with my friend, and I, I'd, I'd just go. I'd look, and it be the picture of everything that I got been in another folder. I just couldn't be bothered to look. And I'd just go, have I got Alien 3? And he goes, nah, you want to get that one. Every time, you never stop me. <laughs> We've all got that one friend, right? <laughs> right? So, yeah. I, I'm very forgetful bleeding times. <laughs> I'm very forgetful at times. And with when it comes to collecting, is why I have, like, I have an app now that basically I have to, whenever I'm looking for certain things, especially now that I'm looking for manuals and boxes for games, like, I have it all chronicled in here because if I don't, I swear I'm going to be like you and I'm going to have, like, 
10 copies of like fighting masters on the genesis or something <laughs> because i'm just like oh wait did i buy that game no i didn't wait yes you did <laughs> so yeah <laughs> and it's happened i've yeah, done it too i did it just recently i bought a second copy of uh uh tron evolution for the 360 because it was five bucks i mean so i only lost five bucks but i was just like i already had this but i didn't have it in my app so that's on me right. because i didn't update it so but then i looked at my collection I was like wait i do have this Oh dang it. <laughs> yeah, it's just every time that we did the retro fan, we get back on the train, he'd just he'd smile at me and I go. Well now it's just a meme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's he'd just smile at me and I go, Yeah, yeah. I already had a copy, didn't yeah, I? You got me. Yeah. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a buddy of mine, um, his name is Christian. He runs a he runs a convention in Waco called the ATG Expo, and his whole quest, and he's been doing this for so many years. Like he wanted to own. Don't ask him why. Actually, please ask him why. Uh, he wanted to own a thousand copies of Dragon Warrior One for the NES, and just a month ago he did it. I saw that. I was like, (laughs) bruh, respect. (laughs) I didn't think he was gonna do it. I was like, well, nope, he actually did it. I was like, dang, that's awesome. So, again, you collect what means the most to you. That game is his favorite game. It means the most to him. So, yeah. it's like, yeah. It's kind of like if you if you uh, got a Saturn back in the day, whether you wanted to or not, you ended up with five copies of Sega Rally. Yep. <laughs> or Virtual Fighter 2. Don't, yeah, don't know how. It's, oh, I got you a game. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'll put that on the shelf with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Athlete Kings. Virtual Fire. Right. And uh, Sega Rally. Yeah, just multiple copies. (laughs) Actually, I have a question for y'all, too, because this is... I I know we're, we're... going a little bit off if it's okay um oh, because i'm where i'm actually working on a video about this what if there were to be a saturn mini what games do you want to see on it this has crossed our minds hundreds of times i'm sure we've, uh, we've actually tried to come up with an idea of doing a podcast about it but the thing is mm-hmm. one of the rules that we had was games that we've actually played okay it's my saturn so he named all the good games and i had nothing oh <laughs> yeah that was that was the problem yeah so oh um, i got you a little bit of behind the scenes uh, inside of baseball for the folks listening in. Um, we plan all these episodes out. We write them out and stuff, uh, just like the high level, what we're going to do. And uh, yeah, I said to Squidge, I think it was only like a few months back. I was like, Squidge, right, Saturn Mini, let's do this. I've got my 12 games or whatever I want to want to do. Here's the 12 games. And he's like, those are all the ones I would pick. So like, right. the list isn't <laughs> compelling, right? We're not arguing over something, right? Like we did a, we, we did our own sort of PlayStation Mini and we did a Dreamcast Mini um on the on the show uh that was mainly with our uh, guest andrew dickinson oh yeah uh, but we've know. done we've done a few and it's good when you've all got like differing opinions that's pretty cool but when all of you say yep these 12 games these 15 games yep those are the ones right it's, like, it's not very mm. right you're not having to fight but well i can almost if, guarantee whatever y'all picked for what you would like to see on a playstation mini is probably better than what we actually got on the playstation mini. absolutely a hundred percent a hundred percent but uh a satin mini I, i've only got a couple that i put on there um burning ranges because um yeah, yeah. sega rally but it'd have to be three separate copies of the game <laughs> on that um so three of the same um yeah, yeah. you know same with athlete kings you'd have to have four of them 
just do the different regions. Just do the NTSC US, do the PAL, and the NTSC Japan. Japan. There you go. You got yeah. the different one, you, one, one you can only play with an arcade stick in that little camera <laughs> thing. Um, but it'd be stuff like the first Panther Dragoon. Yeah, then right. it'd be Saga. Classic. So it's 1-2 and then Saga. Um, I'd stick Skeleton Warriors on, on Lamp just for Ooh. the and giggles. Because I played that and never completed it. Okay. Um, I did. That game gets really rough towards the end. Whew. Yeah. yeah. Command and Conquer, because it's the only RTS I've ever completed on the Saturn. Okay. Um, oh, yes. One that hasn't been mentioned that I have to mention. I can't believe I've blanked this so far. Sonic R, best racing yeah, game you did, ever. You yes. got to. Yes. You got to. Sonic R has to I be mean, on there. A, just... because like, this, the game is just legitimately fun for an extent. I mean, I understand it's got issues, but it's still really fun. Mm. And B, because memes. Got to do it for the kids. Like, do it for the kids. It's mm. like, can you feel the sunshine? You got to do it for them, too. Even if they've never I, played the game before. Well, guess what? Now you get to play the game that this came from. <laughs> so I remember, right? I remember the very first time I talked. Um, uh, so when I, when I moved, I moved for work. And I got talking to some people at this, uh, this was years ago. I got talking to some people at this, this, this new job. And I found my people, you know, and the, the people who have the similar interests mm-hmm. in this company. And there was like, you know, 200 people in the company, which is a relatively large company for the area. And I found like the six or seven people that was like, this is my tribe, right? These people are into the things that I'm into. Yep. And I remember talking to my friend Emma and I said, but it's like, can you feel the sunshine? And she went, I, and she said, I defy anyone to listen to that song and not feel happy. Yes. It, it just, mm. it is happiness. That it song. Is. I mean, yeah. Okay. The, the lyrics are, are kind of kitschy and, uh, you know, it's like, Oh, I'll just think of the next word that rhymes and build the next line around it. But even so, just it is just ah, oh, it's it's amazing. I just it's, have to say that. I'm sorry, but yeah, that I agree. that's another Agreed. soundtrack that slaps. I've got really a, a specific memory. I can't remember who I was going against. It was like a race, right? And I had a steering wheel. And I just recently completed. It. I unlocked everyone, every character, right? Mm-hmm. I've got a specific memory. I know it wasn't Jay. It was someone. I was using a steering wheel, which wasn't easy to use for Sonic R on the Saturn. And the other person had a pad. They played a supersonic. And I played as Amy Rose and I beat them. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that I got screamed into my ear while I was sat there was, how? How did you beat me? It was me that you beat. It was me. (laughs) I was someone. But it was just, how? (laughs) Wow. You know. Can't if back it. then, if I'd have known it, it'd been mic drop, you know, just pick some off my shoulder. Just skill, I'm telling you, I'm just awesome. But I don't know how I did it, but I just did it. Well, it's because the power of Sonic R compels you, that's why. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, have all speedrun, uh, all speedrun world records in the world, but if you beat someone as Amy Rose in Sonic R against Supersonic, it just... Skills. Yeah. Skills mic beyond. <laughs> yep. On, on a steering wheel as well, which isn't easy. <laughs> so the great thing about the Sega Saturn steering wheel is it just identified to the console as a standard controller. Mm-hmm. So um, you had, that, was, that was the story I was going to tell. We <laughs> had the Sega Saturn and we had one controller and the steering wheel. And we had Virtual Fighter 2. And, we wanted to, and Squidge and I wanted to have a fight. And I was like, well, we don't have two controllers. And he was like, just plug the steering wheel in. <laughs> And it works, except, you know, you've got to tilt the steering wheel to go left and right. You have to pull the paddles to jump and oh, duck. 
Good lord. It became one of our challenges, didn't it, Squidge? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think more the challenge was not to um not to get salty after being beaten while using the steering wheel and wrap it round the other person's head. That was the difficult part. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh man. So so gee, uh with your retail US Genesis collection. Uh, of those games that are in that, that you know, you said you've got the full, the full, uh, the full gamut almost. Mm-hmm. Um, which ones are your favourites? And are there some in there that you think people may not have played? Right, because mm-hmm. there's tons of games, right? Right. So what's what's some like? What some of your favourite ones? And are some of them like the ones that are like off the beaten track? Okay. Well, I know my one of my favourites that I will. Continue to sell people. That's always one of my favorites. So, I mean, I, I got I to gotta go with the GOAT, first of all. I mean, Streets of Rage 2. Got to go with the GOAT. That's oh, yeah. Absolutely. Put it in there. Yeah. Streets of Rage 2. Yep. You know what Streets of Rage 2 is. If you haven't played Streets of Rage 2, then lose my number. <laughs> go play Streets of Rage 2. <laughs> like, like, Streets of like, Rage 2. Enough said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't need to go off on that. Um, probably some of my other personal favorites of uh, uh, Star, Ristar, the shooting star. That's yeah. another one that is just like, I feel even today, even though, yes, I feel a lot of people know more about Ristar than they did back then. I still think that he actually gets pushed to the side more than, than really any other kind of platform in that system. It's just so well made and it's beautiful. And it's like nice and, like, and his challenge level is pretty much perfect. And I'm just like, it's just such a shame that he was one and done. That's it. And I was like, man. Mm. So that's one of my other ones, I would say, of course. And uh, probably my biggest one out of anything is uh, it's a little platformer by the name of El Viento. If, have you all heard of El Viento before? I have not. Cats no. have. All right, let me, give you, let me break down the story for this game. It's a side-scroller. It's done by Wolf Team. Mm-hmm. Side-scroller where you are a Peruvian sorceress who is actually saved in a cave by an Indiana Jones-style treasure hunter who has to stop the resurrection of an ancient god by traveling through the United States. You go through Mount Rushmore. You go to Detroit. You ride a dolphin, all while fighting mobsters, including Al Capone. And you also have to fight Cthulhu while riding a dolphin. Oh, yeah, you get elemental magic, too. Oh, yeah, and you have boomerangs as well. That's El Viento. It's as bat-ish crazy as you could think it is, and it's wonderful. And it, 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 seriously, like, I, I, can't, I can't gush my praises about that game enough because it's like, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's very hard. But uh, to me, it's like, if you want to know what's one of the games that I feel is just excellent, I feel like nobody, even to this day, still has played, it's El Viento. Like, it's, it's an excellent, excellent game. I imagine the storyboarding... Oh, the story idea is that meeting is, right, we've got a game. and You've got like five or six people coming up with the story, right? So we need an idea for a game. It's about a sorcerer. That's the main point. And out of the corner, you just hear someone go, <laughs> okay, right, so what happens is Indiana Jones saves him. You ride a dolphin and you go fight Al Capone. And it's just they recorded as much as possible while he was off his rocker. This, hang on, wait a minute. We need an ending. Give me a second. Oh, that's the ending. What we do with you? <laughs> it's like, see, there's, there's this giant three-headed like ancient god that takes over the Empire State Building and all that. Yeah, yeah. So how do we end the game? You fight Cthulhu, right? right. I'll get an ambulance. <laughs> well, excuse me, not the Empire State Building, but the Twin Towers. But still, yeah, your final oh. battle is literally on top of that. I'm like, ooh. Well, right. Yeah, this is just... It's wild. Oh, and by the way, amazing <laughs> anime cutscenes and phenomenal soundtrack by Matoy Sakuraba. And just, it's, it, it's, it's awesome. 
Now, granted, if you got an Evercade, you can play it on the Evercade now, too. So it's finally, finally another legal way for you to play El Viento. But because actual mm-hmm. getting a copy, I'm not surprised that y'all have never played it because it was never released in PAL. It was only in America yeah. and Japan. So until the Evercade. So there was yeah. there was another game that was never released in PAL that um, back in the day, I didn't exactly play it by legal means, but I don't care. Mm. Um, <laughs> until I got a Sega Genesis collection on the 360 um, before they ported it to everything, including fridges. They yeah. want the Doom title. Doom. They want the title of Doom, right? <laughs> Fancy Star 4. Yeah. Yes. I played the ever-living crap out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I went to a retro fair, there was always one copy that was way out of my price range. Mm-hmm. Way out of it. And I just saw it and I thought, one day. One day. Because <laughs> I've... I've, I've I, I played it not by exactly legal means, and I got it for 360, and then I had the PC version, and then I managed... I don't know why. It's just one of those things I kept getting for every single every single version. But it's like, Me too. One day. <laughs> one day. I will see inside that manual. I'm not going to look online for a PDF. I am going to see it. But but when playing Fancy Star 4... Um, I mean, spoilers if no one's ever played it, but one of the characters that's in your team gets taken out. It's a massive emotional thing. Even as a kid mm-hmm. playing it, it's like bang and it hits you. And then you're on a quest for vengeance, right? I never, first of all, I never realized the weapon to make that boss easier, you've got to throw him. I equipped it and wondered why I kept getting my butt whooped. <laughs> then when I eventually beat that boss, I turned it off. I didn't realize the story it's, afterwards. Oh. I got my revenge. I went, that's it. I'm done. Turned it that's off. A, that's a, I went oh, back. You were just, <laughs> yeah, I went back afterwards and I played it, but it was at the time I went, I got my revenge. That'll do. Off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, story's done That'll for me. Do. I'm good. Yeah, I got my revenge. That'll do. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's always the one thing that if I went to a retro fair, I go, has anyone got it? I'll look at the price and I go, Jesus Christ. But then something at the back of my mind goes, you know you want it. Yeah. No, no. I've I've got bills to pay. I've got, but you know you want it. Stop it. Stop yep. it. And then if I weren't my friend, if I weren't my friend, he'd just nudge me and go, go on, get it. Stop it, you. <laughs> you could. You could but it's there. This. But it's there. It's here. You, it's, could. It's, you could put it in your hands right now. You could take it home with you. Well, you could. That's what, I'm not going to retro affairs with you either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad influence. I'm not going to lie. When it comes to that, it's like, hey, you got the money in your pocket? Yeah, you, you should get it. You should, well, maybe. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Do you remember when Fantasy Star 4 came out on the Mega Drive over there? Was it more expensive than a regular cartridge when it came out? Do you remember? Because I know in America, when it first came out, it was 100 bucks. Yeah, I got mine was... for like 30 back in the day. But I, I believe, I know for sure it was 100 over here in the United States. So I don't know if, if in PAL, like if it was more expensive than a standard it, game. Yeah. It will have been. I think more it was. Uh, you had to go to specific places where they'd stock it because it was that expensive. Or oh, okay. Shops would have it. So it was. Okay. Um, or potentially. So yeah. Excuse me. I never actually saw one in the wild until I went to a retro fair. I knew of it and how pricey it was. Okay. But I never saw one in the wild. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It's like even if I did and I looked at it, I would say the decimal points in the wrong place. No, it mm. isn't. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a price you, you want to find even now. 
So you yeah. can either eat for a month or get this game. I can starve for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I need to lose weight anyway. You want to know what the strangest thing is? Like I said, I do a lot of conventions across the United States, and so I'll get a chance. I'll look at the, the con floor and whatnot. I see more copies of Fancy Star Four out there for sale than I do Fancy Star Three. That's the oh, weird don't, thing. Don't tell me that. It's weird. <laughs> it's like it's a more expensive game. It's a more popular game. It's the one that more people want. I hardly ever see Fancy Star Three out there in the wild like it's it's odd it's like the least popular one but i don't know maybe people who have it just aren't selling i don't know well, well, when i saw it at retro fair it was always the same guy and it was like the same copy i kept looking at every year and that was it no one <laughs> else had it it's like yeah it's like chicken's teeth to get hold of it's just impossible <laughs> yeah over here it's completely impossible wow i bet you shine force 2 is probably tricky to get over there too i bet there's more copies of it but they're heavily overblown. People mm. put the price tag on. It's sort of like it was decently um, like marked up, you know, and then then suddenly out of nowhere, oh, ret- retro games, it's it's all the latest thing now, and then the price just yep. went whoop. Yep, yep. And then no. certain global events happened, and then all of that just started like mm. going up and up and up and up. Well, it's just like those weird regional differences where like a game gets mass produced in one area, and in the other area, it's super rare. It's like, say, um, hopefully I'm not butchering this, but like Soleil, which is uh, Crusader Senti in the United States. Like Soleil, I think, is a lot easier to get over there, but in America, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Crusader Senti is very expensive. Now, mm. thankfully, thanks to a buddy of mine, bless his soul. I was like, thank, thank a buddy of mine. He actually helped me finally complete my copy of Crusader Senti. Like after so many years, it, it was not cheap, but it helped him for his cause because he had he had some medical things he needed to take care of. Mm. So I helped him out. And what I did was uh, his copy was mint. I mean, mint, not a crease on the box, not a crease on the manual. The label is like, I was like, this is mint. But what I decided to do was I had the game loose. I kept my loose copy with my save and everything. It has tears on it and everything. Mm. I kept my copy and then I sold the loose one. So because mm. that's mine, I wanted to keep it. People looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, why are you breaking this up? I'm like, I don't have any intentions on reselling this unless I'm going bankrupt. <laughs> so I would rather keep I would rather keep my because um, I'll tell you, if I'm selling things, my Genesis collection is the last thing to go. Yeah. Like when it comes to video games, like it's the last thing to go. So I'm just like, but yeah, I'd rather have my childhood copy than make a couple of extra bucks. Well, it would be like a couple extra hundred bucks, but still. Mm. <laughs> it's like, nope, because it's important to me. And it's just like, mm. you know, that's fancy star. That's important to you. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a, exactly. Mm. Yeah. So are there any others that are like your favorites that people may not have checked out in your in your collection? I think another one, um, actually, I should, I should probably just go ahead and throw the whole renovation products collection just in there. It's like, if you see the logo renovation <laughs> with the uh, with, with a few exceptions, like Sid of Alice or Beast Wrestler or anything, there's a couple of exceptions. But uh, most of those games, like, they're normally just the, the wildest and wackiest kind of the games that you can find. Another one I love dearly is called Granada. It is a, it is a top-down mm-hmm. tank shooter action game. Game's awesome. Like, it's yep. like never a dull moment and that one it's a lot of fun the sound once again another matoy sakuraba soundtrack just once again it just, they just did a tremendous job that uh elemental master which is an on foot shooter from the same team that did thunder force i know people know about thunder force i was like oh y'all love thunder force two three four or lightning force if you're in america 
But like a two, three, and four, yeah, they're awesome games. But I'm like, have you played Elemental Master? Because like Elemental Master, same team is sick. Like great, great shooter. Like if you're if you're into shooter, excellent, excellent game. Um, and then actually, you want to know what's another crazy one? Road Rash Three. Ah. Because like people, oh, actually, you know what? Let me take that back. Because people know about Road Rash. Yes. Skitchen, however. it's one of my my favorite games on the system i love skitchen because it's it's the dumbest freaking thing like you're on rollerblades and you have to hijack the backs of cars to race to get to the end and it's i mean you can feel the road rash in it but it's Mm. just that extra little added that added mechanic and then the grungy 90s soundtrack (laughs) everything it's just it's it's brilliant it's it's absolutely brilliant and i feel like that's another one that got lost to time that i feel is is just another another really really great one and um one one more one more i would mm-hmm. probably say one more i would say really out of anything rolling thunder 2 oh yeah rolling oh thunder. yeah one of my favorite games another one of my favorite games on the system because namco did an outstanding job porting the arcade because i love the arcade game too but it's just it's pretty much a perfect port like great multiplayer again. I, I I love that game. I love that mm. game dearly. So yeah, could never complete as a kid, but never stopped me. <laughs> it's it's a tough game. Oh yeah, it's a tough game. I that's one of those streams. Like I I streamed that game for roughly almost about eight hours trying to beat it because those last two stages don't play. Uh uh-uh. uh, they are they are nope. rough. They are rough. But I mean, with unlimited continues and whatnot, hey, you know, let's just keep going. But then when I finally beat it, we finally beat it. And then I did Rolling Thunder 3 right after that. Rolling Thunder 3 is a lot easier than 2. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, no, Rolling Thunder 2, you, you can't miss it. So when going back to the whole mini conversation, like when the um, the Genesis Mini 2 came around and they, they unveiled all the games that are actually being put on it, and I saw Rolling Thunder 2, I was like, yeah! <laughs> and an Atomic Runner, which is another one that like I feel nobody has played. Atomic Runner is awesome. It's like it's a Chelnoff. That's another arcade port. That it's just outstanding, outstanding game on the system. But yeah, there's there's so many different um, diamonds that are really worth mining on the system. A lot of people miss out on. So, but those are probably my top picks. What about y'all? It, it it's probably just because you mentioned Road Rash. I remember playing the first one, and I'll just say this: screw you, Biff. Um, <laughs> but well, it's Biff and Natasha. They're with you the entire trilogy. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. It. Yeah, I have no idea why. But as 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 it happens on Road Rash, you get knocked off your bike because it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Instead of running back to the bike, I ran the entire race. <laughs> <laughs> it was 30 minutes of my life I didn't get back. To this day, I still don't know why, but I just thought, the hell with this, I'm gonna run it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> on foot. That's the funny thing. I never thought to do that. And I, I I can tell you right now, cars can still knock you down if you're running on foot. They will. Oh yeah, I they'll actually, still run over you. They I actually will. used it. I used it to try and catapult myself forwards. <laughs> so I wonder. I wonder if you were on foot. I wonder if anybody's tried this. If you were on foot, can the cops still pull you over? Like if they noticed that you were one of the people that were speeding and you run off your bike. And like you just start walking towards, walking towards, walking towards the goal, and then like a cop passes by, or however, can they still pull you over? I wonder. <laughs> I, I, always, I always wanted to be able to use a club while I was running and just time it right to knock a police officer down, but it didn't work. No, no, no. 
Dang, they really man, they need to bring that series back. Like, well, yeah, I, I do. I, I ran the very first race from when that's... I got knocked. It was like a minute in, bang, that's it. That the hell with this, I'm gonna run it. <laughs> Half an hour later. If you haven't played it, G, there is a game. I, I know it's on the Switch, but I think it's on the consoles, the other consoles too, called Road Redemption. Which I've is heard like about Road that. Rash. But yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's one okay. of the ones that I keep coming back to. It's like Road Rash, but with roguelike elements so every time you play you know you're starting a almost like a new game and you can bring in your your points and your skills and stuff it's really i, I like it oh nice um yeah, and i've heard of it is, but for some reason i just never i've never gotten a chance to, to try it right the weapons on that game up to and include bazookas samurai swords and certain levels it's like you're on lsd and things are falling from the oh, sky yeah it's oh like, my goodness it's, <laughs> it's it's not chemical plant zone, but it's like chemical something zone, right? That's what they call it. And you're racing around, and there's cars falling from the sky and trees being blown in from the other side. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but it is so much fun. I would definitely cool. recommend it. I've got to ask, since we're, we're, we're talking to you, um, what, I've got a feeling, I know roughly what it's going to be, but the Streets of Rage game that we never talk about. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I know where you're going. Yeah, I've got a feeling, I've got a feeling you've got a copy. I'm mm-hmm. just wondering, is it a game that you don't talk about? Or is it like, do you acknowledge it and play it occasionally? Or was that with Streets of Rage 3? Three. I rep Streets of Rage 3, actually. That's the funny thing is I know there are so many people who are fans of the Streets of Rage series that don't want to talk about 3. (laughs) And I will talk about 3 because I still appreciated 3. It's definitely far from my favorite in the series. But I think for what it did, I think it did extremely well. If you really think about it from a mechanic standpoint, from a gameplay standpoint, and what they added to, like adding the dodge roll and the dash and the character-specific weapon specials and the ability to do your specials without taking away from your health, like mm-hmm. all those different additions that they added to it, I think all add to the game tremendously. However, I do also understand the animosity of how they kind of jumped the shark multiple times over. They did go a little bit crazy on a few things that feels a little unwarranted, but at the same token, I kind of understand where they're coming from because they're going, this is basically Streets of Rage to the future. Everything is a lot more cybernetic. Everything has a little <laughs> bit more like a cyberpunk kind of feel. I remember, I think, I hope I'm not misquoting this, but I remember Yuzo Koshiro saying something about like the reason why, because, you know, he gets a lot of flack for the music in the game. And, and the, the whole kind of concept when I forget the name of the other composer to help him out with it, but it's just basically it sounds like robots chattering with each other. And if you think about it, because, you know, the whole this society is taking over with cybernetics and um, um, bombs and when, they're, you know, they're, mm. they're trying to bomb the city and all that good stuff. So from a storyline standpoint, it makes sense. Here's the controversial opinion. I actually like the music in Streets of Rage 3. I do. <laughs> I like the music. But the thing is, is that I like the music because I understand the setting, the change of setting in that game. It makes sense. Like, it makes sense to me, personally. Um, I still like Streets of Rage 2 more. But (laughs) a a lot of that is nostalgia. A lot of that is Mm. that they got the formula just right. 
And to me, it's like, this is the textbook example of how to make a video game sequel. Like, mm. you literally have every single thing that worked in the first game, with the exception of the car specials. I understand it's kind of a bummer losing the car specials. But, like, you took everything, and not only did you raise it up a level, you raised it up, like, 20 levels. Yep. So, it was, like, it was yep. really hard for them to top that. So, I felt them going in a different kind of artistic direction, to me, was kind of the right move. Because, it's like, they gave you a reason to play this one instead of just being, okay, this is Streets of Rage 2.5. No, no, no. This actually is a different game, even though it still feels like the Streets of Rage you grew up with. But we got Streets of Rage 4. Yeah. That's true. And then when we got 4, <laughs> and 4 brought it back. And whoo, 4. So, yeah, yeah. man, nailed it. Nailed yeah. it. So, But, yeah, I like Streets of Rage 3. I don't love it, but I like it. Previous guest on the show, Maz, had said that um, Streets of Rage 4 is way better of a game than it has any right to be. <laughs> I, I I got that game day one. I streamed it day one. And, I, and let me tell you, like, just the amount of just oak moments and yeah. just the amount of joy that I had playing through it for the first time. I was like, this is incredible. So it, yeah. it just destroyed my expectations. Like, I thought I thought it was great. And I was just like, mm. I pity the, four, the, the poor beat-em-up that has to come and follow this. Oh, hi, Battle Codes <laughs> 2020. Uh, yeah. But half yeah, beat-em-up, half Rage Simulator, that game. Half, it, the game didn't know what it wanted to be. <laughs> it did not have a central direction. That's, that's my biggest problem I had with it. But Streets of Rage 4, though, is just, it's, it's phenomenal. And, then, and basically, that game was really the one that was kind of the catalyst between that River City Girls. Like, those were the two games that were kind of yes. the catalyst oh. in bringing back the beat-em-up genre. And now we got, like, Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. We got Final mm. Vendetta. We got Fight yeah. and Rage. We got The Takeover. There's, there's, we're eating good. <laughs> like, mm. you're beating up, totally. man. We're eating good right now. And a mm. lot of it is because of Streets of Rage 4. I, uh, Streets of Rage 3, I think the only two things that threw me back was the, uh, the character select screen music. It yeah. just, I wasn't expecting it. You weren't expecting that? Nope. What? Nope. And, then, and then when I started the game, I remember uh, playing it. I started the game, and it was like, there's a story? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the funny what? thing is that we didn't even get all of it. Like, we didn't get all of the story. They chopped, and, they chopped and bit the story for the U.S. or for the Western. Like, for the Western release, like, they chopped and bit it. So we didn't even get the full story. And it was like, that's the crazy part. The thing that annoyed me about that was I got to the end, and it said, do you want the actual ending? Play on a harder difficulty? Mm, no. You gotta love that. No, you no, no, game no, no. Where It's like, you play it on easy? Nope, you're not going to get the real ending. <laughs> i hate that that is a huge pet peeve of mine i mean granted if you want to do it to where it's like say going back to xenocrisis to where it's like okay you can play on easy or you can play on hard but if you want the real ending you need to play it with with uh on one continue you can't use any continues i'm like okay that i respect and i understand because that's a that's more mm. of a really good challenge thing but just the sure fact you've worked so hard on a game that's already difficult and then you beat it only to say haha you didn't get the real ending yeah, I'm having um, Bart versus the world flashbacks on the NES. And that's <laughs> yeah. probably the first instance that's ever happened to me. And I was so mad. Yeah, I, so, I call yeah. that when, when you have games where it sort of annoys you at the end, you get that tease where you need to go up a difficulty. I'll call that the there's not enough Fs. Because I've sat there going, <laughs> 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 you know, then, then I'm. I'm straining that hard. I feel lightheaded and I have to lay down for a bit. It's like, that's where the pad creaking comes in. Yep. 
Seen that tactic might work for some people. That didn't work for me, brother. <laughs> like, nope. It's just the way I deal with it. It's, I mean, I remember back in the day, I'd be sat there just going, and Jay coming and go, all right, put the pad down. And he had to try and get the pad out of my hand. I'm like, <laughs> put the pad, it's all right. Put the pad, put the pad yeah, down. It's like, put it. dude, blood pressure <laughs> problems are for life. Calm yeah. down. It didn't happen often. Didn't happen often, but when it did, the strange noises from the other room, Jacob, hang on, wait a minute, I know what that is. Yeah, it, it, he's just here. again. Yeah, put the pad down. It's all right. It it's all right. It's all right. But that that would be like the most extreme. Most extreme. What normally happened was I'd be quiet for ages, right? And then out of nowhere, you'd just hear me say, I said jump. You didn't say anything. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I, so I play games and I'd, in my head, right, go around here, jump down, whatever, and do what have you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda or Career of Time, I'm sort of like trying to jump and you can't jump yourself. Can't you jump, right. off things. I'm like, you hit it at the wrong angle, you just fall. And he's like, I said jump. You didn't say anything. <laughs> Shut up, you. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was my own fault to play, an, to play with N64 pad. You need three hands. So it was my own fault. That's true. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's that's that's the there's not enough F's moment and mm-hmm. beat red face, just anger rises. Take up a come on, let go of the pad. Just let go. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> we'll get it next time. <laughs> go. Yeah, like Jay said, he's sizzling. Oh crap. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't happen often. So we we kinda hinted at it earlier on, uh G. What are would you mind sharing one or two games that were really hard to track down the toughest ones to track down for your collection okay so funny thing there are three games the final three games for me to complete my collection the first (laughs) one believe it or not is batman returns that was one of the trickiest ones for me to find i'll tell you why because this was back way before like i mean you could still do ebay you could still do all the other stuff but i try to do local whenever possible i only really get ebay like okay i can't find this just literally anywhere else let me just do this because i'd rather like you know throw the hunt right the funny thing about batman returns every single time i found this game it was a mega drive copy Every time, every time, I was like, <laughs> "How are all these like random Mega Drive PAL copies of this game in the United States, and they're here in Texas? How? How?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't, I never understood that." I swear it happened to me at least four or five times when actively trying to find a copy of the game. So that one, and I told the story to several other people. Like, I can't find this. I can't find this. Somebody on Twitter, uh, me goes by. Um, oh my goodness, he just recently changed his name, but anyway, um, he actually DM'd me, and he's like. Bro, I've got a Genesis copy of Batman Returns. Like, you want it? Like, I'll just send it to you. It's like, it's complete. It's like, really? Like, okay, because that's just the dangest thing of me finding a PAL copy. Same thing with my Strider Returns. My Strider Returns was a PAL copy. My original one was because the funny thing is, is that it was a half-ripped cartridge on it. Like, the label was, like, half-ripped. And you could tell, like, on the other side, you could see the Mega Drive, like, right underneath it. They slapped, like, it's a Mega Drive copy, and they slapped the U.S. logo on it. And they slapped it in the ticket, right, which right. explains why if you put it in a Genesis, it didn't play properly. That's how much mm. care they had. Right. It's Strider 2. I get it. The game's awful. So I totally understand why. <laughs> but still, that was annoying. And I did finally get a, a legit U.S. copy, though. I did finally get one. Um, but that was one. Uh, the other one was, uh, this one, not really a story behind it, but uh, Kawasaki Superbike Challenge. 
that was another one that like for the longest time like i could just i, I could never saw it it was a cheap ten dollar game it, complete it was like a cheap ten dollar game i was like but i could just never find it it's the weirdest it's always like the ones that are uncommon but are stupidly cheap that are always the ones that are like it really sticks in your car when you can't find them because it's like why is this another one like that i was trying to get for the wii it's called gti club it's a konami mini car like racing yeah. game and i could never find a copy of that game anywhere i wound up buying it online because i was like i'm done i'm tired of looking everywhere <laughs> for this and i just i finally bought it online but uh but it's, it's always weird and that's what kawasaki superbike was for me on the genesis but last but not least would be the last game i got in my collection which is uh doing the battle for arrakis or uh dune 2 and pal mm. and um because right. the funny thing was is that it's another one that i could just i could never find complete i always found the carts unlike kawasaki which i could never find period at least yeah. with dune i could find the carts by themselves but they were always like ravaged and in terrible shape so mm. i can i i always kind of passed on it sure enough on uh this was on a black friday weekend and i was out and about and i stopped by a place called retro game pro which uh, they don't exist anymore, unfortunately, but it's a local store to us. And I was passing by because I was going to go to Game Over, which is another r- retro store that's around us because they had their big Black Friday sale and whatnot. And I was like, you know, what? I wonder what Retro Game Pro is doing for Black Friday. Why not? Right. So I stopped by and my buddy Tyler used to host the YouTube channel with. He was in the line, too. I didn't even know he was going to be there. So he just hung out. And sure enough, I'm looking around, looking at all the sales around. And sure enough, I look behind the counter and I see box copy. Doing the battle for Arrakis on Genesis. I was like, I was like, uh, Dave, is that for sale? And he's like, yeah, it just came in yesterday. And I was like, I need it. I need it. It's so sure enough. I was like, I bought it. <laughs> and I went over to Tyler and I was like, dude, it's, it's the last game. It's the last game. I fi- I, it's done. It's done. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh my goodness. Like, you can, you can make a video about it. I'm like, yeah, I did. And I was like, it's the last one. <laughs> and it's just that, that, that feeling of like a 20, uh, like an, well, yeah, pretty much a 20-year 20 20 quest, finally complete with an asterisk. Now, it's not complete complete, but, like, finally getting all of the cards. Just mm. that. It was just complete euphoria, just that moment. And But that's another one of those just completely uncommon ones. So when people ask that question, hey, what's the last game that completed your collection? And I tell them it's Dune 2. And they're like, really? <laughs> it's not like Crusader Senti or, or Musha or something like that. No, no, no. I got Musha years ago. Like, I got Musha, and I got Crusader Sensei, like, way years ago. I was like, Dune 2, Balfarakis. <laughs> there you go. I remember a friend of mine, cool. um, he he had a Mega Drive, and I, I, had, I had a few doubles, you know, before the Alien 3 debacle. And um, <laughs> it was like, he, he just said to me, I'd, would you believe it? I can't find Sonic 2 anywhere. What? Sonic 2? And I, I just said... I just said, okay, so do you want the actual box copy or the one that comes with a Mega Drive? Because I've got two. Because you have like a different box for the one that came with the console and one for right. the actual mm-hmm. one. And right, I said, NFR. Which, yeah. Yeah. I said, which one do you want? And he went, what? I said, I've got two. Which one do you want? And his, re- his reaction was genuinely this. Who do I have to kill? I went, no, seriously. <laughs> which one do you want? I don't want two copies. Which one? Yeah, who, yeah. who do I have to kill? <laughs> but I, I remember there was there was a game store. This was years ago. This is how I got the the chainsaw controller. I just you just reminded me because when you found Doom Two, I was walking by it and it was like something out of a comedy show, right? Walk. You have like the big window at the front with all the stuff on the bottom. And I was walking by and out of the corner of my eye, I saw 
it was pre-owned, but I didn't care. It was in really good condition. I saw the chainsaw controller, and I saw I, I walked, and then I stopped, and my leg was mid-air. And it was, and I, it was sort of like I slid back, like <laughs> I saw it, <laughs> and my friend kept walking. By the time he came back, because he saw I went in there, I was walking out with this giant bag. So what is it? And I went, look, look, <laughs> and he said. He just said, you're lucky I didn't see it first. I went, that's why right. I ran in. <laughs> I, ran, I, I just ran in. And he said, uh, what can I get here? I went, chainsaw. What? Ch- ch- need chainsaw. Chainsaw now. Need chainsaw. Chainsaw control. Ch- chainsaw. Chainsaw. All right, there you go. And it, it was like I had my wallet and I was going, take it, take it, whatever you right. want. Just give me the... <laughs> throw in the money. Give me it, give me it. <laughs> but it, was, it was like no. I had no words. It was like, chainsaw. Chainsaw. Like they knew. Yeah, and and the thing is, he said that only came in this morning. Well, it's coming home with me. Chainsaw. Yep. (laughs) Awesome. Did you really? It's like I told him when when I finally got like I was over. You know, when I could actually speak after I realised what I bought. I said, "So what did you say?" I walked in. I pointed behind me and said, "Chainsaw." Mm. You didn't speak. No, one word. That was it. Chainsaw. And I nearly threw my wallet at him. No, yeah, Jen, just, you did, I did, did, give, give, need, need. I thought, I need to keep it in the bag, I can't wander around with a, even a toy chainsaw, can I? <laughs> Walk into Definitely. a shop, get all excited, uh, please leave, why, what What I done? <laughs> but yeah, that was, I'll always remember that, because he was like, if I'd have seen that first, no, you wouldn't have, I'd have fought you for Done, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> So I was wondering, um, G, if you have the time, we'd love to take you over to the Thunder Plains mm. for a, a segment that we call the Thunder Plain Games. Do you have the bomb? If you're interested. Thunder Plane Games. Thunder so Plane the Games? Thunder Plane Games is really quite, it's, it's totally not, uh, this will be maybe a reference lost on you, but totally not Radio 6's Desert Island Discs. Oh, Essentially, okay. what we say to you is, Imagine that you're in Final Fantasy X and that the Thunder Plains is a place that you can get banished to. And what we're going to do is we're going to open up a portal to the Thunder Plains and very nicely, very politely, boot you through it. <laughs> you will get help. Maybe it'll be tomorrow. Maybe it'll be a week. Maybe it'll be in an hour. To stop you from getting bored, we're going to keep the portal open and throw through between three and five video games and everything you need to play them, including perhaps an internet connection or any accessories you may need. Um, you'll also get all the all the survival equipment that you'll need, like, you know, the shelter there, there's a house you can live in, there's an infinite supply of food and water and things like that. The only rules are that you can't ask for help, because help's already on the way, and you can't tell anyone you're in the Thunder Plains, because then they'll send help to get you. So our question is... Were we to throw Boot or Yeetu through the portal, which games are we throwing through along with you? Okay, so in the Thunder Plains, got to think about mm-hmm. it this way. It's like, you got to entertain yourself when you're in there, right? But at the same yep. time, I also feel like I could probably like relax and be on vacation to where I would. I would probably get like real chill and kind of relax and maybe maybe not be as active as I think I would like to be. So I think first thing I want, I want a DDR machine. 
Give me a dance dance revolution <laughs> okay. setup in some variety. Well, and also because it's like it, music games are one of my my also my go tos. Like I love rhythm style games like Guitar Hero, Rock Band, DJ Hero. Uh, but my favorite of all of them is Dance Dance Revolution. I've played that since college. I've played that since mm. college. Still busted out every now and then, even though my knees aren't what they used to be. But when you're on something like that on that island, when you've got like a magnitude, so if I had to pick like one specific one, okay, so the arcade versions of the game, they all have like different songs on them. I would want the newest one, the DDR820. The reason why I would want that one is because it has the most amount of songs. So I don't know when people are coming to help. I don't know when I'm getting picked up off this island. So I don't want to get bored playing like the same 50 songs like over and over again. Give me one that has 500 songs. Literally has like 500 songs. <laughs> but uh, give me something like that. That way, not only am I having fun, I'm enjoying myself. I'm also keeping fit. Because I keep fit with that too. Um, another one. I like it. Another one uh, because, you know, but you got to train your brain too. You got to keep your brain active. And what's better for me to keep my brain active than a good old puzzle game? And to me, it's nothing better for me than Tetris DS. And like specifically mm-hmm. Tetris DS. Like, you can, you can pretty much give me, like, any Tetris, and I would be fine. Like, even, like, something like Tetris 99, although I feel like I'd probably get bored with that over time. But Tetris DS, like, that's just pretty much unlimited replay value and something like that for me. Like, I got my classic Tetris. I got my push mode. I got my mission mode. I got my timed mode. Like, there's so many different modes of being able to play on it. But at the quarter day, it's Tetris. And I can never get tired of Tetris. (laughs) So there's that. But then um, I was going to say Streets of Rage 2. Because, you know, like, for the Genesis, that's the, that is the game for me that once I start playing this game, I have to finish it. I've probably beaten that game more than any game that I own, really. And then in its multiple iterations, whether it's on original Genesis, whether it's on a Switch, in some compilation, even the Master System one. You give me, you give me Streets of Rage 2 and, and that's it. But <laughs> over time, I'm going to run out of my time with that game. Like, okay, I think I've had my fill. So in that case, but I want Streets of Rage. I'm taking Streets of Rage 4. <laughs> like I'm taking four nice. because again, there's so much more replay value to it with all the other different characters, especially with the DLC and the survival mode, where it's literally yeah. that roguelike survival mode. It's never the same game twice, and you're constantly <laughs> like unlocking new abilities and new colors and whatnot. And just, just there's so much to that game. Again, like, they did an outstanding job on Streets of Rage Four, but that one just has so much more replay value. So if I'm going to be stuck on, on in that in that area for so long, yeah, I need something that's going to keep my time. So that would probably be three that I would take. I was going to say Splatoon. I was going to say Splatoon because, again, it's like something to play with other people. But the thing is that if I'm playing with my friends, they're going to want to know where I am. So that kind of goes against the rules, I would think, right? Because like you tell people, okay, well, I'm in the Thunder Plains. No, I can't do that. So that means I can't play with them. So, I mean, playing with randos is all fine and everything, but I want to play with my friends. So, yeah, I think I would kind of disqualify that. Um, but, yeah, those are probably, if, like, if I had to pick three, those would be my three. Nice. Okay. I like that you picked practical games, because uh, a lot of people were like, uh, you know, a couple of our previous guests were like, well, I really like Final Fantasy X, so I'll take that with me. And it's like, well, yeah, I, that, that's, a, that's a choice. 
It is a choice. Right. Um, it's a valid choice, totally, yeah. But I like that you, you, you actually thought about it and was thinking, well, I don't know how I'm going to be there. I need to keep my brain active. I need to keep my body active. And that's the great thing about video games is that you can do all of those things. You can keep your brain active. Mm. You can keep your body active. Yep, exactly. And people just don't realize. I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a great set of choices. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Awesome. Okay, well, um, you know, we've... We've been with you for a long time this afternoon, G, and I really appreciate it. Um, I've I've had a barrel of laughs. Oh yeah, that's and, been uh, great. I've learned a whole bunch. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, and I've learned a whole bunch more about the the U.S. retail collection of Genesis games and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Because like, you know, there's there's a bunch of games that you mentioned that I'd never even heard of. So like, I know that tomorrow because it's you know time zones and stuff tomorrow i'm going to be investigating all the games you talked about and i'll be like oh cool this 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 bat ish crazy game about riding a dolphin and fighting cthulhu that sounds like i gotta play this game right it's like it's like a b movie the game right not gonna lie <laughs> after we're done with this i'm probably gonna wind up playing it again probably fire up my ever can i'm gonna play it right now <laughs> like probably but not seriously and that's awesome that's awesome. And once again, I, thank y'all for having me. And it was it was a blast. It was a blast. Mm-hmm. And y'all know like, me. I love I love talking Genesis. I could pretty much talk about it like all day, every day. So <laughs> yep, good. It's one of the reasons why it's called Growing Up Genesis because that's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wonder, uh, would you mind quickly just reminding the folks who are listening how they can like catch up with you, like Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, things like that? What's the best ways that folks can catch up with what you're doing? Yeah, so I'm basically everywhere. G to the next level, uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, roughly, I'm, I'm trying my best to keep a rhythm of putting out at least one video a week, hopefully starting in May. I'm actually in the midst of doing a soft reboot on my channel. So um, expect some good stuff to happen very, very soon on YouTube. However, Twitch has been consistent for roughly about the last two years. Same name, G to the next level. And I'm also on TikTok. And um, as far as the Growing Up Genesis project goes, you can find it on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, whether it comes in a print media forms that is still kind of in flux at the moment. It was originally supposed to be a book. Um, but there's been some some strange things happening with Sega on the legal side. So I've kind of had to put that on the side for now. But um, it lives on. On YouTube and Twitch, so there is that. And then, yeah, if you're in the if you're in the continental United States, I'm probably going to be at a convention around you somewhere within a year. So, uh, but yeah, that's where you can find me. I also have a Discord server too. Uh, if you want access to that, it's in my Twitch profile. So, yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, if you do end up coming over to the UK for any conventions and stuff, give us a shout because I feel like I owe you some kind of tasty beverage. Mm. <laughs> the, the finest dark yeah. beer you can get me over there that would be amazing <laughs> okay let me say oh, that oh, 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 to bring me in he's like i would do it i will i will i will tell you the story of um of uh, and we can leave this in if you want squidge you're the editor i will tell you the story of uh the new year's drinks Ooh. that i had with a friend of mine who thought that he could drink right <laughs> uh-oh there's this brewery near where he lives called tring now this is not an advertisement for them but they are awesome they they do like very limited run um beers okay. and one of the ones they do it was brewed um i think was originally brewed for the uh the royal marines um and named after named for the charge of the light brigade um and it's called death or glory and it is 14 and a half percent 
14. <laughs> okay. This, yeah, the, yeah, the, this the stuff the is not great. Your butt. <laughs> yep, yep, it is great. As long as you drink it nice and slow and take your time. Now, me being a bit of a, a heavy set chap, a big and northerner, um, uh, in the UK, northern people are sort of seen as sort of rough around the edges and, and that kind of thing. And so the folks from the south are sort of um, a little bit more easy breezy with life. And, you know, they're, they're not as, um, not as uh, good at, you know, drinking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was staying at a friend's house uh, for New Year's and he's like, yeah, let's go around the corner to Tring and get some Death or Glory because it is the best. I was like, yeah, let's go to get that. I am with you with this plan. This plan makes sense. We bought 30 bottles of it. I drunk 20. Oh he my drunk God. two and then passed out. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. He was in so much trouble with his wife. <laughs> but yeah, I, that, that, but yeah I, can, I can help you find the, the beers that you like. Sweet. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. But yeah, uh, no, seriously, Dodgy, thank you for being on, on the show. Um, it's been an absolute blast. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will say one well, thing everyone... just real quick. I'm oh, so yep. glad you've got Sorry, your yep. web... Obviously, people listening to this won't be able to see this, but I'm so glad you got your webcam on because we've got a friend called G. Oh. He, oh, everyone yeah. calls him G. His, <laughs> his real name's actually Gilles, but he's called G. And first time he was on... He's got so many different like internet names and stuff, pseudonyms, nicknames and stuff. And we said to him, what would you rather be prefer- uh, called? And he said, listen, just don't call me Audrey. So <laughs> you're G to the next level. He's G hashtag don't call me Audrey. I'm so glad that I'm talking. I got so confused. Otherwise, really confused. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Gee, it always works out for me. Just don't call me Shirley. <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> don't my call nice. Shirley. <laughs> Airplane reference. There we go. Nice. There we go. We've got two hashtags now. There's G hashtag don't call me Audrey and G hashtag don't call me Shelley. It's too many G's. It's too many G's. Right. Nice. <laughs> cool. Well, um, you know, thank you all for listening to another episode of Waffling Tales. Head over to wafflingtales.rocks, which is the website that I've thrown together for the, uh, the, the, the podcast. And it sounds like I'm being really reductive there. I do almost no effort in putting that website together. <laughs> But there's some really cool stuff behind the scenes that like automatically detects all the video games that we talk about. And there's a big page uh, on there. Wafflingtailers.rocks slash those hyphen games hyphen we hyphen played will list every single game we've ever talked about and the number of times we've talked about it. And you can click it and find out how many times we've talked about Sonic the Hedgehog 2 or whatever. There's a lot. It is. Nice. (laughs) It's yeah. Uh, In fact, in fact, let me really quickly pull the page up. Uh, our our very first podcast episode, we talked about seventy four games in sixty minutes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes. Yeah, according to the page. So I'm looking at the page now on May first, twenty twenty three, and we have actually referenced one thousand seven hundred and forty six games so far. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We've been going some a while. of them have been. <laughs> wow. <laughs> some of them, yeah. Some of them have been referenced in passing. And some of them have been like, uh, I cheat a little bit. Like I have the system detect if we talk about Pokemon, but don't specify which Pokemon game that counts as Pokemon the series, mm-hmm. uh, and then it counts Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue, that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, it's 
he's interesting. <laughs> mm. Oh well, cool. But yeah, head over to wafflingtailers.rocks. That's our website. Uh, there's links there for uh, we are restarting our Twitch. We're obviously nowhere near the, the, the level of output or production level that G has, but oh. we're doing some stuff there. We've got Twitter, Facebook, and all that kind of stuff. It's all on there. Just head to wafflingtailers.rocks. There's buttons for going in all the different places. Um, and yeah, I just want to uh, thank you again, G, for being on the show. It's been a whole bunch of fun. It's been awesome. Welcome to you, fella. <laughs> You're welcome. It's great. It's great chatting with y'all too. <laughs> <laughs>